Welcome to the Autonomous Vehicle Daily Tech Podcast. My name is Hassan Akram. I am the host of the Autonomous Vehicle Safety and Security Podcast. This is my second podcast, and in this podcast, we will be broadcasting focused discussion on technical subject matter. Enjoy the podcast, and thank you so much for listening. Uh, I see that uh, there are three biggest disruptions coming in the automotive industry. Mm-hmm. Electrification of cars, connected cars, and finally the most important one, mm-hmm. autonomous vehicles. Mm-hmm. So um, what, what's, your, what's your thought on that? How should, how should companies like yourself, at the same time engineering service companies who mm-hmm. actually build ECU softwares, mm-hmm. what, how should we prepare for this disruption? Do you think there, there, there are ways to take advantage of this disruption for us, of company, company of our size? Oh, well, for sure. Um, uh, I guess we have to, however, look at these uh, three things, uh, um, let's say, uh, in two different ways. First of all, I consider autonomous drive and um, uh, let's say e-mobility, um, electric powertrains um, as technological challenges mainly. Um, and as we have seen in the past with the automotive industry, the automotive industry was quite successful in uh, changing the technology um, of the vehicles. So um, I'm quite confident that companies um, that exist today and that enter the market in these areas uh, will, be, will master that. But that doesn't change the industry as such. Um, and therefore I would say uh, that's one segment where the typical pattern of the automotive industry um, somehow uh, kicks in, which is, okay, we have to, um, let's say, engineer a product, a functionality, and therefore the engineering service companies uh, that help the OEMs or tier ones in the development of these functionalities, and therefore there's definitely uh, some kind of uh, um, business with that regard. Mm. There's also, when such things kick in, um, a kind of need for changes in how we operate um, on the process side and maybe on the organizational side and that's part of the business we do so we support customers in uh, the field of autonomous uh, drive and e-mobility uh, in various ways. Uh, is it cyber security? Is it functional safety? Is it um, automotive spies? Is it management consulting, organization change? So there's definitely business for us. However, there's something Uh, And that's the second part that is different from that. And that's the connected car. The connected car uh, will change the industry. Um, And by that I don't mean that we may see new player or that we have, um, let's say, just another set of features like Spotify in our car. Mm. Um, The big thing is um, it will turn, um, it will create a new demand for the um, major players, especially the OEMs. Because so far, uh, OEMs were um, companies that mass-produced cars, essentially. They engineered cars, they mass-produced cars, they sold it to, let's say, anonymous uh, uh, group of people, more or less black and white spoken. Um, but that will change. Uh, with uh, connected cars, you need to understand the need of the person that drives the car, that owns the car. 
Um, and therefore, our OEM business will, to a certain extent, become retail business. Uh, it will uh, adopt these characteristics to a certain extent. You need to know your local market very precisely. You need to engineer for a local market. You need to be on 24-7 for the individual vehicle because services need to be maintained and uh, supported 24-7. They evolve over time geographically um, and content-wise. So, um, uh, it's no longer the situation that an OEM, once the car got sold, he only dealt with the spare parts. Um, now it's 24-7 being in contact with that vehicle, with that car, with that person in that car. And that may create and add value for the OEM. But most important is, um, if the connected car doesn't really fit into the, uh, into the ecosystem um, of, uh, of the person that currently drives the car or is in the car, then the car uh, is not really attractive. Mm. Um, therefore, to understand these ecosystems, to support such ecosystems in the very distinct individual, um, with the very distinct individual focus on that person that drives the car, is key. And that's something um, that requires way more than just the OEM. There is a complete ecosystem, a system of systems essentially, that need to be um, operated and that runs continuously 24-7. You have a network provider, you have back-end systems involved, you have service companies involved, you have the OEM. If you talk about preventive maintenance, maybe the repair shops are involved as well. You have the tier ones involved that get some data. So it's a, it's a constant data flow that needs to be managed and orchestrated. And therefore, this is a completely different way of doing business. It's kind of uh, Google meets um, Foxconn or uh, Google meets OEM. The OEM has to adopt, embrace the ca uh, capabilities of the big tech companies in the US and or in China. So if you take Alibaba, it doesn't matter too much. They own, uh, have the same, let's say, um, capabilities. Mm. And uh, this is the big, big cha game changer for the automotive industry. So compared to that, I would say, uh, despite the tremendous amount of money that is required for autonomous drive and for um, for e-mobility, and despite the disruptions by new entrants in these markets, uh, the key thing is the connected car. Um, that's for me the one that really changes the industry. Um, there's also, I would say, there are very specific challenges that are not easy to solve and that also creates a business for companies like yours and ours, but also for many others. Um, there are tension fields, uh, there, is, there are contradicting goals that need to be balanced. So for instance, when we talk about we want to develop fast, we usually go for agility. Agility means we delegate power to teams um, and give them more freedom to operate. But on the other hand, we talk about cybersecurity. And cybersecurity, the biggest threat for cybersecurity is the insider threat. So the person inside the company that causes trouble with regard, that opens a door, a back door um, in, the, uh, in the vehicle. And uh, that requires distrust to a certain uh, extent. So you have the contradiction, you want to trust, you want to delegate, you want to give them, the teams, more power. And on the other side, uh, you have to distrust uh, to manage your insider threat. So this is just one of these tension fields. And for us, that means um, that we need to come up with uh, solutions and ideas, creative ways, how to support our customers in managing such contradicting goals. 
And that means for us uh, we have to be vertically integrated, which means essentially we have to have the um, ability to understand the business situation of the customer, what does it mean for the product architectures and to derive from that what is the best setup with regard to processes and organizations. And uh, if I look at these challenges, system of systems, these cybersecurity things, balance of trust and distrust and these kind of things, ASPICE by itself is no longer sufficient. Therefore, we came up with, um, with uh, Agile, connected card, drive cybersecurity and all these kind of things. So a constant evolution of the portfolio, also manage on the business, uh, work on the business side and the organizational side, our management consulting thing, and to have that vertically integrated, that's key for us. Thank you.